Hello, fight fans. Hello, friends. Special announcement from your pals at Top Turtle MMA Podcast. We have a YouTube channel now. That's right. We finally hit the big time with 8 billion other people. We have a YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com. Search for Top Turtle MMA. Our channel will come up. We will be posting some hot content to that channel. We have our uncaged interview with Sam Alvey on there already. He talks about guilty pleasure movies. We'll be posting combat countdowns. All the content you love from us will now be on our YouTube channel. But here's the special announcement. In the next few days, this podcast will drop on June 1st. In the next few days, we are going to take one new subscriber to our YouTube channel and get them a signed 8x10 photo of UFC heavyweight champ Stipe Miocic. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to YouTube right now. Become one of our subscribers. We will pick one of your names out of a hat and send you a Stipe Miocic photo. Gumby, is this podcast episode and is our YouTube channel sponsored by a great company potentially? It is, of course. Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com is brought to you by a phenomenal BJJ and MMA clothing brand. I, of course, am talking about ADK Fightwear, a family-owned company in the Adirondack Mountains of New York. they got high-quality gear at affordable prices, and this stuff is sharp-looking. Don't believe me? Believe Dave. Yeah, I got to say, I have recently been, uh, been introduced and worn and rolled in the arm bars and stripes ADK Fightwear No-Gi Short Sleeve Shirt, and it is phenomenal. Not only is it comfortable, it's durable as all heck, and it looks really cool. It's all the belts that you could get in BJJ in the shape of a goddamn American flag. God bless the USA. God bless ADK Fightwear. Is there a promo code our fans can enter in on ADKFightwear.com, Gumby? Absolutely. If you want to get a rash card that looks just like that yourself, check it out at adkfightwear.com and you can use promo code TURTLE. That's T-U-R-T-L-E. And we're going to get you 20% off that whole first order. That's right. 20% off your whole first order when you use promo code TURTLE at adkfightwear.com. ADK Fightwear brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast and it starts right now. This is Daniel Gumby Vreeland with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today we have the pleasure of speaking to Jimmy the Terra Rivera, who fights Marlon Marias this weekend at UFC Utica. Uh, Jimmy, last time we spoke, you were looking for a bout with kind of one of the big three in the division, Cody, TJ, or Dominic Cruz. Was there any hesitation when they offered you Marlon Marias instead? Um, Marlon, Marlon was supposed to be a replacement in, uh, in December when Linux got hurt. And then they gave me the option to fight him in December and also the option to fight him in January. And I, you know, gave him even more weight because they were said, uh, you know, he won't fight you at 140. So I said 140 and I said 145. He still said no. Then I said January 20th. He said no. So it was one of those things where he called me on social media and wanted to fight me. But then when I said yes, he didn't want to fight me. So, so that's sort of where I was going to go next with this question is that, you know, th- this fight looked like it was going to happen a couple of times. Why do you think it didn't happen? Uh, you know what? I, I think he was just, you know, he uh, he has a big mouth and he didn't think I was going to say yes to the fight, and I did, and uh, he couldn't back it up. Awesome. So, uh, you know, 
let's talk about the fight itself now. You, you obviously haven't fought a five-round fight in some time. I believe it's been about seven years, if my research uh, is correct. It's not like your gas tank's ever been an issue, but has your preparation for this kind of fight changed at all? Yeah, just you know, it's a five-round fight, so you know, you throw a little more cardio in there just in case it goes the distance, goes that far. So that's that's the only difference with a five-round fight to a three-round fight. Um, just you know, pushing instead of doing three rounds, you're doing five rounds of sparring, six rounds, or you know, just pushing yourself even more. Yeah, and and you know, you mentioned going to decision. You've won your last four by decision uh, since getting a KO in your debut. Uh, do you feel any pressure to go out there and sort of wow the UFC brass, being that you haven't gotten a big finish recently? Well, you know what? I don't really know. I don't feel any pressure. Like, it'd be great to get the finish, but I just want to get my hand raised at the end. That's the most important thing for me. Yeah, and obviously it's it's super important, too, with being that, that logic sort of dictates that the winner of this gets the shot at either TJ or Cody for the belt. Um, ha- has the UFC indicated that that's definitely the case, or have you heard anything on that front? Nah, it's just he says, you know, she, she said, like, you know, they'll, you know, they can never promise anything because you never know what happens. There's a business at the end of the day, and uh, that's why they don't put anything in writing or say anything about it. So I'm just going to go in there, and, and I've been training like it is in the one contender fight. So I'm just going to go in there and do what I love and go in there and fight. Yeah, and, and you said, you know, you never know what can happen. Uh, obviously, you know, injuries in this division have been kind of tough at the top. Cruz injured a bunch of times. Cody injured once or twice. TJ injured once or twice. With that belt being on the line in August, is that something that you'll be prepared for to take a short-notice fight? And would you even want a short-notice fight for the title if it was your first shot? Um, obviously, I wouldn't. But if I got the call, you really can't say no to that the title shot. So, But I, I would love to have a full training camp um, for it. But I think after this fight, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off and then get back into the training like I always do and just stay in shape just in case if that call comes. Yeah, because obviously we never know. Now, TJ and Cody are, are scheduled for the belt on August 4th at UFC 227. Who do you like in that fight, and maybe why do you like him? Um, you know what? I don't, you know, I, I kind of want TJ to win, but I don't, I think TJ is going to win, but I don't really, it, don't, it doesn't matter to me who I fight for, you know, if I if I get the win this Friday um, and get the title shot next, it doesn't really matter who, who, uh, who I fight for the belt, as long as I get to fight for the belt. That's my, you know, my biggest concern, my main focus. Yeah, and, and you know, being that we're pretty sure that the winner of this is going to get a title fight, but TJ and Cody don't fight until August. I know you're a guy who likes to stay busy. I mean, you've got 22 fights on your record, and you're only 28 years old, so obviously you like to stay in there. But realistically, if we're looking at a title shot, we're looking at a quite a long layoff. Is, is that something that you're prepared for, and is that something you're willing to do for that title shot? It's not like I haven't had long layoffs before from people getting hurt and stuff like that. So um, at the end of the day, I kind of just, you know, I'll sit down with my management and my coach, and they'll kind of tell me what's the best thing to do, and I'll just listen to them and do that. And that's what I've been doing the whole time. You know, my coaches, my management, they handle everything. I'm just the one that says, you know, I'm just the one that kind of, in a way, I guess you want to say, relays the message of what they tell me I should say or what uh you know what i'm doing for the fight and stuff like that you know like i get i get the call back all right we're gonna fight this person let's start training for him i'm like okay now let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know i usually like to end these interviews with uh, a quick prediction on what's going to happen uh obviously lots could happen when you step into the cage with marlon Moraes this weekend at ufc utica but what's your official prediction what do you what's how's this one going to end 
any any way to get the win, whether it's a knockout, tap out, goes to the decision, any way to get the win. I'm, you know, I'm pre- prepared for everything. The biggest thing is I'm focused on getting my hand raised at the end of the fight. Absolutely. And once again, this is Jimmy Rivera. He fights Marlon Marias this weekend as the headliner of UFC Utica. Jimmy, once again, thank you so much for the time. No problem. Thank you. And that interview with Jimmy Rivera was, of course, brought to you by Dead Frog Brewery. Dead Frog Brewery is a Canadian craft brewery nestled right next to Vancouver. It brings you high-quality craft brews with no pasteurization, no preservatives, just good, clean beer. So head on over to deadfrog.ca and check out what they've got for you or pick some up at your local liquor store today. We, of course, are Dave and Dan with Top Turtle MMA Podcast on flowcombat.com, and that was Jimmy Rivera. Dave, what'd you think? Well, I always like when we have Jimmy Rivera on. One of the interesting things about Jimmy Rivera is this guy is on probably, I mean, it's a talked about win streak, right? Uh, He's undefeated in the UFC, but it's almost not hyped enough. The guy was one and one and has since reeled off 20 wins in a row in professional MMA, in World Series of Fighting, in Bellator, in CFFC, and in the UFC. It's incredible. Yeah, I saw him in World Series of Fighting 5. He also fought at Bellator 2, which is pretty insane. So I saw him at World Series of Fighting 5, which was headlined by Andre Arlovsky. So that's talking about how long ago that was. Yeah, I mean, he is – it's so interesting to me that, you know, he hasn't gotten the title shot yet. He's really been in contention, I would say – since the Uriah Faber win mm-hmm. in September of 2016. Now, he's only fought, you know, once since then, but it was a big win over Thomas Almeida, a one-time very heralded prospect in that division. Uh, but, you know, I think his name is always at the top of the list for, oh, one more fight, or, you know, even like a late injury replacement. Yeah, uh, and, and he, he said he would be ready to go if if TJ or Cody dropped out too. So I, I like that too. That, you know, it's obviously not an ideal situation, but if somebody calls for a title fight, he'll be ready for that one. Yeah, he is right there. So I expect with a win of Marlon Moraes, I, I think it's just there. I mean, he's ready. Yep. The, the win yep. streak is crazy. He has the big names on his resume, so the UFC can play it in his promo video. He beat Uriah mm-hmm. Faber for whatever that's worth to you and me as a hardcore fan. But just to your average fan... You know, win over Uriah Faber, he's good, man. Like, he's ready to go. So we have to deal with TJ Cody, the rematch. I know the UFC loves their rematches. Me, personally, I could have, you know, seen TJ fight uh, uh, Jimmy Rivera and then come back to Cody. But that's not the way this business works. Okay, I get it. So I think if Jimmy goes out there and beats Marlon Maurice, we you might have just interviewed the next title challenger after Cody, Gumby. Absolutely. I, I totally believe it, too. And we'll get to that, too, later at our UFC Utica breakdown. All right. So this past weekend was Memorial Day. Thank you to all the men and women who have served our country uh, and, and died for our country. Uh, we wanted to honor them. And, you know, we thought about doing, hey, top five veterans in the UFC. But spoiler alert, Tim Kennedy, Brian Stan are going to be at the top of that list. Uh, I'm sure Liz Carmouche would have been in there as well. But we thought... What else is Memorial Day known for? You barbecue. You know, you you get your friends together, you have a barbecue, and you goddamn appreciate the fact that you live in the greatest country in the history of the world. And we thought to ourselves, who would we want from the UFC 
at our Memorial Day barbecue. Am I pretty much right in the origins of how this came about for us, Gumby? Yeah, I, I, 100%. Who would you want at your Memorial Weekend barbecue celebrating America with you? And we came up with five bomb names for that. All right. Well, let's get to our combat countdown. It's which five UFC fighters would you want at your Memorial Day barbecue or any summer barbecue for that matter? Are you ready for the combat countdown, Gumby? I'm ready. Play the music. It's time for the combat countdown. All right, we'll start with number five, as always, and it might not be the biggest name on the list, but if you were going to invite him to a barbecue, he might bring some special skills. We're talking about number five on our combat countdown, UFC fighters we'd want at our summer barbecue. It's Charles Rosa. Yeah, I think you got to bring Charles Rosa because you need somebody to cook. In a, he's a Johnson and Wales University uh, culinary school graduate. Uh, he also owns a steakhouse called Cut Four Three Two in Delray Beach, Florida. This guy is like an accomplished chef. So if you're going to have somebody handling your steaks over your uh, your big weekend, you're definitely going to want Charles Rosa to be the UFC fighter doing that. Friend of the show as well. Number four, he's going to bring big laughs, a big belly, and he just seems like the kind of guy you'd want at a barbecue. I can't really put my finger on it, but I'm very happy with this choice. It's number four, Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis is pound for pound, and there's a lot of pounds, one of the funniest guys uh, out there. He's got so many good one-liners, and on top of that, too, he made that joke about possibly uh, pooping, so you might need to keep a porta potty around for your big weekend just in case anything goes awry. I also think this dude could probably take down some some serious meat or some serious hot dogs off of your grill if you uh, do have them over, so make sure you stock the fridge. I I get hit in the head a lot. I remember the the thing where he said he had to shit during a fight what fight was yeah. what was he that said again? He, he said he got kicked in the stomach and he said he wasn't the same after that because he had to do do <laughs> what what fight was that though um I, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the intern on that but i'm gonna have to look that one up i don't know it necessarily right off the top of my head that was very funny i also have to point out to people that <laughs> he it has probably right now the very best uh, Instagram feed in all of the UFC. So if you're an IG girl or guy, uh, definitely follow Derek Lewis. I think it was the Travis Brown fight. I think I think it was the Travis Brown fight too, because I know it wasn't the Abdurakahimov fight because nobody wanted to hear him talk after that. Travis Brown, probably the type of person who would kick him in the belly a little bit too and make him feel bad. I don't think it was Marcin Tybro. So I think I think you're right, Travis Brown. Um, all right, we'll move now to number three, and we're staying in the heavyweight division. Another guy, can't really put my finger on it, just makes sense to have this guy at a barbecue. It's Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson's the easy pick here, too, because he's like the everyman. And that's really how they've, you know, the UFC and now Bellator has kind of sold him to the public, is that He's just like everybody else. He just punches harder than you do and a little bit more technically than you do. Uh, and, and if we're being honest, the dude looks like he probably knows his way around some good food, too. Absolutely. And you always want a mullet represented at your summer barbecue. It just seems very American. <laughs> uh, and it was, you know, the intern did just confirm it was the Travis Brown fight. Uh, and the headline on the big lead is absolutely hilarious from that fight. UFC fighter Derek Lewis wasn't hurt. He just needed to poop. (laughs) Uh, Gotta love it. So that was Derek Lewis at number four. Then, of course, Roy Nelson, who is not in the UFC anymore, but, you know, hey, 
We're making a fun list here, people. Don't hold us to such strict rules. Uh, number two is uh, a lady. We always want to have a lady present at our barbecues. And this is one wild child I would like to thank. Someone you'd want to party with. Someone who would make a great addition to any barbecue. It's Tanya Evinger. Yeah, Tanya Evinger. Uh Good for a couple of reasons. First of all, she once uh, did a ring girl contest in a hot dog suit. So if you're going to have some hot dogs, she seems to know what she's doing there. Also, let's remember, she's the one who threw up in the cage and just continued to do her post-fight interview afterwards. There's nothing more important at a good barbecue than somebody who can puke and rally. A puke and rally at a barbecue. I love it. <laughs> now, the Tonya Evinger throw up also came with the fact that she threw up post-fight and then kissed the ring announcer. Laura Sanko. Yeah, yeah Laura Sanko. Absolutely. Let's be fair. First of all, she's, she's already friends with Laura Sanko, so it was like, it's not like she surprised some unexpected uh, ring announcer, but still, a very ballsy move. <laughs> Absolutely freaking hilarious. And that, of course, took place in Evicta uh, back in May of 2016 after she beat Colleen Schneider in Evicta 17. All right, we're down to number one, and I think Vegas odds would have had him as the favorite. It only makes sense. We're throwing an American summer barbecue. We're going to have Donald Cerrone there. Yeah, yeah, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is the everyman's everyman. And on top of that, I don't know if there's anybody out there who has more fun. He'd definitely bring a four-wheeler, plenty of Budweiser, and maybe even his PBR bowl. Don't tell Dana. Um, So if you're going to have fun at a barbecue, I mean – he looks like a barbecue personified, so I'm going to go with Donald Cowboy Cerrone at number one. So we'll do a quick review. Our combat countdown of fighters we would want at our summer barbecue. Number five, Charles Rosa bringing his actual cooking skills. Number four, Derek Lewis, Lewis with the big belly and the big laughs. Number three, it's Roy Nelson. Big country. You're in a summer barbecue. I don't think I need to say anything more. Plus, we want the mullet represented. Tonya Evinger, number two for her puke and rally skills. And number one, cowboy, motherfucking Donald Cerrone. That is your combat countdown for the week. We'll, of course, move on because UFC is in Utica this weekend. And we want to hear your breakdown, Gumby, with your top three picks for the weekend. But I will first ask you, does a fine company sponsor this breakdown? Absolutely. This UFC Utica breakdown is brought to you by GarageFit. Look, we can't all get to jiu-jitsu and the gym for a high-quality workout every single day. So head on over to GarageFit, which is at garagegym.net, and pick up all of the essentials to set up a home gym. They've got the heavy bags. They've got the heavy ropes. They've got plyo boxes, weighted vests. Whatever it is you need for a good-quality home workout, you can get it at GarageFit. Uh, so our UFC Utica breakdown, I'm going to go with my three favorite fights on this card. Uh, obviously, starting with the headliner, Jimmy Rivera. I like him as to win over Marlon Marais. He's a very slight favorite at negative 115 to Marlon Marais' negative 105. I just think his his stand-up is a little bit too fast for Marlon Marais. Uh, and he, he swarms better than Marlon Marais, too. And I see that as being a big piece here. A fight that I think is really exciting is Gregor Gillespie versus Vince Pichel. Both of them are on good winning streaks. Gillespie is my favorite here. I like him at negative 460. It is a little bit high for a favorite, especially a guy with only a couple of fights in the UFC. 
up against the guy in a four-fight win streak in Vince Vachel, who's at plus 365. But I think Gillespie is one of those really, truly unique prospects in the lightweight division that you're going to see moving up into the top 15 soon. The other one I really like, Sam Alvey at light heavyweight. He said he's going to make a run at the light heavyweight belt. He is a negative 140 favorite over the top 15 ranked John Vellante, who's betting off at plus 120. I like Sam Alvey here. Not that I don't like John Vellante, but I just think the hands are going to be too much and nobody throws heavier hands than Sam Alvey in that division right now. So once again, the three picks for this weekend, Jimmy Rivera over Marlon Marias, Gregor Gillespie over Vince Pichel, and Sam Alvey over Jean Vellante. And remember, that is a Friday card, ladies and gentlemen, so make sure that you check it out then. Boom. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com. We, of course, thank the mothership over at Flow Combat. And we, of course, thank our sponsors, ADK Fightwear. Meet us at the top. Head to ADKFightwear.com. Enter in promo code TURTLE. Get yourself 20% off. Uh, Dead Frog Brewery Garage Fit. And, of course, thank you to our guest, Jimmy Rivera. We'll be back next week. But if you take one thing away from this episode, I want it to be that you should head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Top Turtle MMA. Go to YouTube, search for Top Turtle MMA, subscribe to our channel, and enter your chance to win a signed copy of the UFC Heavyweight Champion. The UFC Heavyweight Record-Setting Champion with three title defenses to his name, Stipe Miocic. I don't know many other YouTube channels that give away a signed photo for signing up, so enter your chance to win that. I, of course, am Shockwave Dave. He is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. This was Top Turtle MMA Podcast on Flow Combat, and we'll see you next week.